Hey beautiful, I wanted to jump in before we start this episode to invite you to something really special. Right at the potent energetic portal of Beltane, I am running a sacred 90 minute circle to explore and remember the powerful magic and ancient codes that run deep within the flow of our menstrual blood. And I would love for you to join us. This potent container is going to be open to all and will be a safe space to connect and unravel and reweave the stories that we hold around our blood. I'll be sharing so much, including the shamanic dimensions of your menstrual blood, the ancient significance of your bleed time, how to build ritual and intention around and within your bleed time and practices to connect you deeply with your menstrual blood. I've honestly got goosebumps just thinking about it. (laughs) This is one of my favorite topics to reignite and to dive into with others. And there will be some big potent energy surrounding this gathering. We'll officially be spiraling deeper into Scorpio season and her wisdom of the shadow and the dark feminine sexuality, deep emotions and all of that will be feeding and activating this circle. And I specifically chose for us to gather on Beltane, which is a powerful day within the ancient wheel of the year, as it marks the onset of early summer. It's an ancient fire festival of fertility and abundance. But if you're joining from the Northern Hemisphere, the energy is equally as powerful as you'll be celebrating Samhain or Halloween. This sacred circle will be a space where you can drop in and soak up the codes that literally sit and flow within you. Every month, it will reignite your remembering and initiate you into the power of your blood, something which has been and should be revered for thousands and thousands of years. I want you to remember the magic of it, the power of it, and the deep connection and remembering that comes with engaging and honoring it. I am welcoming you in to sit by the fire, metaphoric as it may be, and to sit with me and gather as women once did to remember and reclaim what is rightfully yours. You can join us via the link in the show notes on my website, or you can find it in my bio on Instagram. And I'll see you when we gather, Wild Heart, on October 31st. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies, honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome back to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. And in this episode, I want to share three simple changes that you can make to help you deepen your relationship 
with your blood, your menstrual blood. Now, if you've been around here for any period of time, you'll know that I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> um, and, and honestly, some of the most meaningful work that I found within the work that I do with other women, especially working one-on-one -on -one with them, has been to witness them rebuild and really anchor into their relationship with their menstrual cycle. And in particular, with their bleed time. And a, a big part of that work is in reconnecting with their blood, actually beginning and really deepening their relationship with it. Because when we begin to actually love and respect that, like that very literal thing, like the blood itself that flows between our thighs, we cannot help but want to honor and protect and revere it. And that ripples out into the way that we show up in our lives at this time when we're menstruating. We start to create more space around our bleed time because we know we're going to want and need it. We start to speak differently about it and those around us learn to speak differently too. We might even start to look forward to it coming, like meeting an old friend or like a beautiful teacher every single month. And so connecting intimately with our blood, getting to know it, holds immense power. Why else do you think we've been raised in a society that encourages us to look away and to cover it up more than anything else? Why else would we have been denied the opportunity to connect with it in the first place? Why? <laughs> because our blood, your blood, holds power and more and more women are beginning to awaken to it so i already have a few episodes around connecting to your cycle to your womb and there is one actually that's all about practices and rituals to connect to your bleed time so like your, your menstruation phase but today I want to share three simple changes, so three ways in which you can connect deeper specifically to your blood, so building that connection with your blood. And it's likely you'll have heard some of these before, or maybe not, but I want to unpack them. I want maybe to, to look through a different lens than you might have looked through in the past. So let's dive in. Three changes to explore which can help you connect to your menstrual blood. So number one is going to be an obvious one probably. It is to change your menstrual products. So I'm guessing if you've clicked on this episode, you may have already done this or you've looked into it at least. I've absolutely talked about it as well on this podcast already. So if, if you are currently using conventional store-bought products, so basically your pads and tampons that come off of the supermarket shelf, I highly encourage you to look into that. And I invite you to explore some other options. And there are multiple reasons for this. I've spoken in the past about the health effects that using conventional menstrual products can have on our bodies. So these are products which are not required to list their full ingredients and processes. They are highly processed, full of lovely toxins and bleach and God knows what else. 
which we are then inserting or placing right up against an incredibly sensitive and highly absorbent part of our body. No, thank you. <laughs> there, are, there are other options and cleaner options out there now already, but do your research on this. Uh, there's also the environmental benefit of switching to reusable products, which you know I've shared in the past on this podcast as well. That was one of the main reasons that I first made the switch. But that's not exactly the point that I want to make and explore with you today, because we're talking here about connecting with our blood. And the point I really want to make here is the disconnect that conventional products have, the effect that they have on us. So this is something really important to understand about the use of conventional, single-use, disposable menstrual products. While they may seem convenient and they're the norm, right? They're also maintaining and really embedding that deeply rooted belief that menstrual blood is dirty and should be kept hidden. The message that these products and that, you know, you can think about the ads that you see on telly, you know, the message conveyed with these products is that they can help keep your dirty little secret hidden and that you don't have to worry or think about the fact that you're bleeding. You can carry on living your life as you would which is problematic in itself because they're continually showing us women on their periods playing tennis or riding a bike or like mingling at parties when the majority of the time we don't feel like doing any of that when we are on our bleed. Oh, that's another conversation for another time. But anyway, so there is a message that's continually being conveyed to us through marketing of these products. But there's also a deeper disconnect that happens by using single-use disposable products. We don't witness our blood. We do not see it. In fact, these products have been designed so that we can change them over and discard them as quickly and succinctly as possible. So I invite you to think about your own experience of this. Maybe you still use tampons or pads. Even if you've already kind of moved away from these conventional products, I invite you to, to think about this. Think about when you use these products as well. Did you ever look down? Did you ever stop and look at your blood? Did you pause to take it in? Or were you wrapping that tampon or pad up as quickly as possible and popping it in the bin without a second thought. So many women in today's society have hardly seen their blood. We've grown up in a world where we have these wonderful, convenient products, which are so quick and easy to switch out and throw away. We hardly see a thing. No wonder we are disconnected to our bodies and our cycles, right? We've hardly had the chance to make a connection in the first place. So one of the most significant changes that you can make to begin connecting with your blood is to look at the products that you use and see which ones might help you engage with your blood a little more. I love using a menstrual cup for this exact reason, and I know that they're not necessarily for everybody, but there are more and more options available these days. There's also ones coming out now that don't actually work via suction, which is how the more traditional cup works. It kind of makes it a seal so the blood can't leak or escape. 
There's all different sizes and lengths and shapes available, but essentially they are collecting your blood rather than absorbing it. I love using a cup because it's all there. It makes it really easy to see it, observe it, and to pour it out, especially if I want to do something like offer it to the earth, you know, or something like that. You can also use reusable pads. So much better for you than conventional toxin-laden pads. And by soaking them, you can really witness and engage with your blood too. So you can even use that beautiful mineral-rich water in your garden. Same with period underwear. But I would be conscious here. (laughs) Be aware of which brands you choose. Again, these companies don't have to disclose what they're putting in their products. So what makes their products absorbent, scent free, things like that. Some have even been taken to court over health concerns. So just do your research and know that there are always other options out there. But essentially the point I'm making here is to consider whether your products are hiding your blood from you. Not so much about hiding it from others here. I get it. We don't necessarily want to walk around so everyone can see that we're bleeding. But are you witnessing and able to see your blood? Change number two is to experiment with free bleeding. So kind of a natural progression from that first point is to experiment with not using any products. And again, this doesn't need to mean all the time. I'm not saying that to truly connect to your blood, you have to be able to go down the street and have everyone see that you're bleeding through your pants. (laughs) I'm not saying that. What I'm inviting you to explore is the connection that comes with allowing your blood to flow out of you without anything to capture it or absorb it. Because that's still holding the mentality that it's kind of kind of like it's out of sight, out of mind, right? When we use a pad or a tampon, cup, anything like that, we can kind of separate ourselves from the fact that we're bleeding and go about our business, which is fine for the most part. But a really powerful practice, if you want to truly drop in and make connection with your blood, is to invite it to flow and be with it. It shifts the mindset from, you know, I have my period and so I'll move slowly today and I'll rest to I am bleeding. I am bleeding. I wonder if you can kind of feel in and sense the difference there. Both are true, both are necessary, but there's a different approach and energy, a kind of intentionality there. So really kind of embracing and and identifying here, right in that moment, being in a bleeding body to experience the sensation that comes with that, to experience the flow of your blood as your body releases it. So you can make this a way more simple practice than you probably imagine it to be. You can really simply just grab a towel, fold it over And then just sit or lay on it while you're watching a show or maybe you just grab a book. Take your underwear off and just continue as you always would, basically. (laughs) And you can do this while you sleep too. You might also try going outside in the garden and sitting on the earth. You can pop a dress on or a skirt, whatever it might be, and then just kind of sit down. (laughs) Sit and you might read, you might journal, sip on a cup of tea or eat your lunch, doesn't really matter. 
but it just it doesn't need to be as big or scary as it might sound and it doesn't need to mean that you're completely on show for everyone either but this is potent to fully surrender and allow your blood to flow is medicine to know the feeling of your blood flowing is powerful it holds a deep remembering especially if you're someone who tends to use tampons or cups and your blood doesn't tend to actually like exit your body on its own right this is such a powerful practice in reconnecting and learning your blood learning its ways how it feels and relaxing with it relaxing into it Ah, so powerful. (laughs) So change number three is to consider what you do with your blood. So how do you discard of it, essentially? Is it straight in the bin, flushed away? This ties us back to the first point, I, I suppose, but it's really important to think about. Are you taking your time when you change or switch or empty your products? Or are you hurriedly mindlessly throwing it away without a conscious thought can you incorporate some practices and rituals where you're disposing of it more intentionally and mindfully so this is where something like offering your blood to the earth can be such a beautiful practice because there's there's ritual and ceremony to it for sure but there's also like just on a really simple level the fact that you're placing it somewhere where it can be of use rather than just in the trash right you're placing it where it can be taken in and reused you know it's attuned to the regenerative nature of our wombs and the earth itself we offer it back to the womb of the earth but it doesn't have to be just about offering offering our blood this can apply to just the way that we dispose of it And I don't like using the word dispose or discard, but I I can't think of another way to put it. But the way that we dispose of it indoors. Can you just slow down? Can you choose to hold a little extra loving mindfulness as you empty your cup, for example, rather than just kind of dumping it and flushing it away without a thought? Again, can you bring a little more intentionality to what you're doing? Because this, in turn is going to increase your awareness around the significance of your blood. The more respect you show for it, the deeper the love and connection you create with it. And for too long, we've been raised and, you know, adhered to simply throwing it away, considering it to be garbage. Ugh. (laughs) Ugh, so wrong. So there we have it. There are three changes that you can explore to help you connect more deeply with your blood. Beautiful one. Like I said earlier, you might already be familiar with some of these. Maybe you've already switched to greener products, for example. But I I hope that I've been able to provide a slightly different lens to look through to help you really kind of shift and feel into a deeper layer to go deeper. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there was anything in particular that really stood out or hit you in this episode. Anything you're keen to explore from here. Reach out over on Instagram. Let me know. And of course, take a screenshot and share it too. You can tag me at rachel.hodgins because I love to see who's listening. And this is how we get this kind of information in front of more women, more people in bleeding bodies. 
by sharing this sort of information. This is how we change the story. And if you're feeling called to know your blood better, if you've been wanting to go deeper and really feel into the power and potency of your blood to reclaim it, right? To know it better. And something tells me you are (laughs) because you're here listening to this episode, right? So if that's the case, then I lovingly invite you to join us in my upcoming class slash circle, The Womb Blood Mysteries. We'll be exploring the shamanic dimensions of our menstrual blood, so the ancient feminine codes held within it. And I'll be sharing the deeper layers of why our blood is so potent, why it's been revered within human civilization for many, many, many thousands of years right? Longer than it has not been. (laughs) And we'll look at some practices and rituals beyond what we've explored in today's episode to connect with our bleed time and our blood. So it's going to be so deep, so potent. We'll be gathering on October the 31st, 2021. I'm so excited to meet those of you who have already joined. And if you haven't yet, but you're feeling the call, there is a place for you here. Beautiful one. The women are already gathering and we would love to have you too as we remember our power, your power. So you can secure your spot via the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there. Ah, I hope this episode has sparked something within you. I hope it's been useful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm honoring you for that, for showing up and seeking to know more. You are amazing and a change maker, beautiful soul. Know that I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present.